Hey everybody, Tom here. Before we start the show, I wanted to let you know about a little something we're doing for the rest of this month. You might have heard of an organization called The Trevor Project. Founded in 1998 by the creators of the Academy Award-winning short film Trevor, The Trevor Project is the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under the age of 25. Basically, they're a youth-focused LGBT charity uh, that do, yeah, they have a crisis line that you can call and all sorts of resources for people who are having trouble. So for the month of June, we thought because it's Pride Month, it would be a good idea to give back a little bit. So if you want to see my money go to the Trevor Project, here's how you can make that happen. Uh, leave a review of our show on iTunes. And when we get the first review, I will donate $10 to the Trevor Project. And then for every subsequent review we get after that, so every additional re review we get after the first one, I'll add a dollar to that. So, you know, if we get two reviews, it'll be $11, three reviews, it'll be $12, and so on and so forth. So uh, hopefully at least one of you will leave a review. That'll be the most significant thing. But I think it would be really awesome if a lot of you did it so that, yeah, we can then just give a ton of money to these guys because they're doing really important work. And if you want to make even more of a difference, a couple of other shows on our network are doing similar things with different LGBT-focused charities for the rest of the month of June. So uh, if you go leave a review of the Yeah! podcast or the Scrum podcast, or, you know, ideally both of them, uh, you, you will be essentially doing <laughs> twice or three times as much good. You can go listen to the most recent episodes of their shows. Uh, that would be episodes 63 of the Scrum and 43 of Yeah! to find out what they're doing. And uh, yeah, so go leave reviews. It takes like two minutes and then good things will happen. It's, it's really little effort and it doesn't cost you anything. All right, well, I'm really sleepy and I want to go to bed. So uh, enjoy the show and happy pride. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 224 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot treats and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Kay Bradley. Tonight we're joined by, tonight, we released this in the mornings, I've never <laughs> once in the past four years said tonight at the beginning of one of these shows. Well, you know what? Welcome to Up for Discussion After Dark. <laughs> Tonight, we are joined by a special guest. Their name is Juniper Gittens. They just moved here from the West Coast and have been doing slam poetry for the past eight years. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome. Hello. Thank you. I'm doing pretty, pretty good. So why would you move here? Let's, oh boy. let's start with that. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of different influencing factors. So yeah, I was born and raised mostly in Victoria. So I have lived there for a long time. And Victoria is definitely a very beautiful city, but like it says it's a city, but it's kind of more of a big town. Oh, mm -hmm. so it gets quite boring <laughs> um, after, you know, living there for 16, 17 years. So I wanted a change. Mm -hmm. um, also, back in Victoria, I was really involved um, with a lot of anti-racist and like decolonial community and volunteer work. But Victoria being such a small city there weren't a ton of resources for that mm. and i know that there is a lot of political organizing that goes on in montreal so part of mm. the move was coming here to gain more tools in my tool belt that i could take back Amazing. to use and organize in victoria cool. um also i am a performing artist as was mentioned um and i'm also starting to get into visual art and i know that montreal has a really awesome art scene yeah so i was like oh i'll come check that out um, it has a great music scene. Also, it is like half as expensive to live here <laughs> as it is to live in Victoria. Yep. Um, yeah. I grew up going to French immersion school and I haven't spoken French in like five years. And I was like, I want to live somewhere I can speak French. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Montreal just seemed like a cool place. And I was like, why not just, you know, pack everything into three suitcases and move across the country. I'm 23. Seems like a good time to do that. Amazing. Fair enough. Yeah. I think those are all valid reasons. Right? Yeah. I yeah. like to think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. totally. It's, it's interesting that you like... That you mentioned the like de decolonizing decolonializing yeah i 
is decolonializing a word or have I just heard a lot of people say um, it? Decolonizing is, is the, word. the term. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because I've heard people say both, but I always feel like decolonializing is not actually a word. <laughs> no, like decolonial is. Okay. And then decolonizing would be the oh, verb. Okay. okay, that's confusing. Okay, but yeah, it's interesting that you, you bring that up because I feel like that's the thing that I'm hearing about a lot these days is the idea of decolonizing stuff. And that's awesome. And yeah. that's something that we really need to be doing. Mm-hmm. No, it's um, definitely gaining a lot of momentum. Yeah. And it's very exciting. So so you were working doing that kind of stuff in Victoria. Yep. Are there like groups here that you're already looking to plug into? There are some groups here. Um, I'm kind of in that stage where I'm doing research and finding the groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I've found like student groups based out of McGill and Concordia. Mm-hmm. That's kind of always a good like touch point is yeah. university groups because, you know, that's where you find a lot of young, politically driven people. Yeah. Um, so I'm making connections there and then also finding like community groups that operate in specific neighborhoods with specific populations. So I'm gathering resources at the moment. Awesome. Sweet. That's great. Maybe we, yeah. we can put you in touch with the inclusion coordinators at Montreal Improv. Maybe mm-hmm. they have oh, some. Yeah. Yeah, some they, cool resources. Fantastic. They'll probably know people. Yeah, I assume they would. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, one of our like sibling shows on the network, Canada's Young Leaders, has had a couple of guests who are sort of involved in that. So mm. I might uh, see if I can get Hook in touch you up. that way. Yes, people. please. <laughs> I love networking. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. Like I never thought about like why I know so many people until <laughs> a little while ago. Teffer pointed out like it's just because I've lived here for twenty years. When you live in the same place for twenty years. You just sort of start to know everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, it was definitely that way for me in Victoria. Like, I was um, part of an artist collective that was all POC and queer mm-hmm. artists. Right. And I was unofficially our bookings manager. And I just, like, got us all these shows. And I knew all these people. And people were like, what? I'm like, I've been volunteering and protesting in this city <laughs> since I was, like, 12. <laughs> you get to know people. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good point is that you got to do to know people. Sure, yes. yeah. Like uh, I, I liked my home for a long time, <laughs> so I didn't really. And even when I was in college, it was like, okay, I go to my class, I see the people in my class, and then I, I fucking hide in the bathroom during breaks, and then I go home, you know. So, But uh, yeah, that just knowing. But now that I'm doing a lot more, it's amazing how many yeah. people you, you It's the little meet. passion projects that yeah. bring connections. Oh, and, yeah. Because then you're connecting with people who have similar interests and similar levels of ambition and drive and you're right. like oh this is what gets me going yeah like, do it yeah because there's that fire between the people because yeah. you can meet a bunch of people and be like i don't i don't need to see you again oh yeah it's like the difference people. between like your high school friends and like the friends you make in the real world yeah right. yeah 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 totally that's hard because there's so many people i went to high school with who i love but when i run into them i'm just like we have nothing in common anymore right? yeah but i still have such like fond feelings mm, for them but i'm yeah. just like i'm not gonna really engage with you that much <laughs> but know that i love you yeah yes. yeah Ooh, relatable content. Yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, an old friend that I haven't seen in 14 years. Wow. He's a, oh, wow. He's a very successful uh, fashion photographer here in Ooh. Montreal. Worked in France for a very long, for wow. in Paris for a long time. And um, he brag. was putting, yeah, yeah there's a oh, buddy. Uh, and I saw online that he had this uh, exhibition going up. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to. I'm going to go, I'm going to see him, we're going to say hi. Because he was a big part of my life Mm. back in the day. And for some reason, I was so sure that he would be so different. Mm. I do this to myself. Like, I do this about even family, because my family lives abroad. So I'm like, oh, but what if, uh, so different. And he was the same guy. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. of course you change. And of course you can evolve and grow and, and change emotionally and psychologically. But still Mm. the same person right it's like yeah the essential things that make you up like your core values and convictions yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. like even just saying hi to him was like oh okay there's no it's the same dude 14 years did not just pass you know that's That's interesting those are the best friendships when it's like oh i haven't seen you in 10 years but like we still get each other yeah Yeah. we're on the level exactly i love those yeah i feel like that that becomes more true the older you get where Mm. like i think because 14 years from like 20 to 34 people won't necessarily change as much as from like say 10 to 24 right <laughs> yeah like, yeah like I'm, I'm thinking if there was someone i haven't seen since i was 11 and i yeah. ran into them now they would probably be a radically different person from who they are today but they literally would have grown physically yes. as yeah. well yeah, yeah. with so like your your physical association with who they are and stuff but i, I bet you'd see like i was a i was pretty much this as a kid, just more energy. <laughs> so <laughs> just look a little less articulated. Yeah. Yeah. Less. 
I would say, le, yeah. Okay, burn, Tom. Burn, Tom. I'm so sorry, I don't I have the best. To set you up for a burn. I you don't just, know the dynamic. I'm I'm a bit of a stupid. Hey. So I use That's not true. My vocabulary is stupid. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Speaking of things that are stupid, should uh-huh. we go to the cash corner? Of course. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Welcome wait, wait to the it, cash. Wait, oh, wait, wait for it. Wait, oh, there's going to be music. About to happen, Something's Kate. about to happen. Hang on. Before we go to the cash corner. Is it going to touch me? What is it? Before we go to the cash corner, we have an ad. Don't scare an Juniper. Ad. Oh, my goodness. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Oh, this Here is like go. a classy ad. This episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. Are you looking to produce some high-quality branded content without breaking the bank? Chaos makes content marketing easy, affordable, and accessible by offering a studio-on-demand model and various subscription packages that make it easy to create consistent content for your audience and potential customers. You're looking for professional sound equipment for podcasts and voiceovers? Cinema-grade cameras, lenses, and lighting packages? How about live stream capability and event hosting? Whether your business is starting a podcast, building a video empire, or adding live streams to your... That threw me off. (laughs) We're adding live streams to your social media pages. They've got a package that will help you create consistent, reliable content for your audience. Go to createchaos.com or check them out on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. Chaos is good. Are you done? You okay? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Juniper laughed through that whole thing and now I'm just like in giggle mode. Okay, no, it threw me off at the beginning. I'm so used to meme culture that when he said chaos, I thought it was going to be like... A joke advertisement oh, like right, chaos yeah. is sponsoring this podcast, and I was like, and I was like, oh no, this is okay, this is real. I got so Ooh. real. Ooh. All right, kid, do you want to read the cash corner? Yeah, it's my time. Oh shit! Welcome to the cash corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. You did it. You did it by putting that track on, Tom. This is your fault. There's nothing better than finding a great way to combine two things that you love. Peanut butter and chocolate, boom! Turn that shit into a Reese cup. Delicious. That's magic, baby. A cold beverage and a warm summer night music to my goddamn ears. Spending your hard-earned money in supporting creators whose content you love, oh, baby, you know it. If you pledge just less a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Papi, Jen, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Andrew, Laura, and Kate. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Kendallin, who asks, What's the best weird combination of things, like food or fashion choices, you stick by? <laughs> that was beautiful, guys. How do you, how do you, how do you feel? <laughs> I feel very... I don't know. Like Smooth. I should be in a jazz bar. Yeah. <laughs> like I should be in a slinky black dress. Oh man, eating Reese's pieces. Yes, oh, peanut man. butter cups. Yeah. I feel like I feel like bars don't have candy often enough. They really don't. <laughs> That's like an oversight. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, come on, nuts. Yeah. Nuts. That's all they have in little bowls. Nuts or popcorn. Popcorn's nice, but yeah. like maybe a caramel popcorn from time mm-hmm. to time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little sweet. I concur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I, I did hear there's like a, I think it's a nightclub maybe. I think it's here where they have like candy. At yes. The, yeah, right? Yes. That's a thing. Oh, f- something blue, something blue. But apparently it's gross because they don't have oh like. Oh, tweezers or yeah. anything? Oh, okay. oh you just grab yeah. a handful. Yeah. Gross. Okay, I was going to be like, I want to know the name so I can go there, but now I'm like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'll just buy my own candy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it should be called the candy bar. Is mm. that is that possible? Not here. Damn. It oh, would have yeah. to say the candy bar, uh, bar avec bonbon, because you have to have the description at the oh, bottom yeah. now. That's the rule. Right. It can be an English name, but it has to have the description. What's the French word for candy bar like in the in the actual like 
oh, product sense. Oh, I should know oh, this. Oh, in in Montreal and Bal de Chocolat. Yeah. But in in other places, friandises. Is that I a feel thing? like friandises is more candy. Yeah, friandises is more like little candies. Yeah, it's like gummies and stuff. Yeah. Right? Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so strange combos. What's a combo you stand by? Oh, geez. Mm. Is that your list? Is that your list of, of, of combos? Oh, my God. It's potential. So I, <laughs> I I got the email with this question in, and I was like, Psh, I don't have any weird combos. Everything I do is normal. And then I was like, oh, that's a huge lie. And we all know it. But you guys don't even know me yet, and you're already laughing. Like, obviously, it's not true. But I was, like, trying to pinpoint, like, what was odd to other people. So I wrote down a few that, like, may or may not be odd. The first one I don't think is odd, but, like, Everyone I've mentioned it to over the last couple years has been like, you do what? Exciting. So I really like to eat my Oreo cookies dipped in peanut butter. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I've never done that. Okay, you're giving me eyes. No, but the eyes are like, why 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 doesn't everybody do this? That sounds great. Did you guys ever watch The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan? Sure. I did not. Okay, because in the scene where they both get put in the isolation cabin and they like finally become friends, she's all like, yo, here's some Oreos. And then she's all like, you're going to think this is really weird, but I eat my Oreos with peanut butter. And she's like, no way. I do the same thing. And so I saw that and I was like, this is brilliant. And so I've been eating my Oreos with peanut butter since I was like 11. Oh, um, wow. And it's now spread to like any kind of like chocolatey dessert. Like I put it on my brownies. I put it on ooh, I also put it on Rice Krispie squares or like sometimes I'll mix peanut butter into the like marshmallow part when I'm making the Rice oh. Krispie squares. Oh, so I'm just All like right. shit. Peanut butter on desserts is like my jam. I feel like that's not that controversial. No, but people like, have been like surprisingly surprised by it yeah. recently. I'm like But I have to tell my husband. I have to. <laughs> he loves peanut butter and he puts it on stuff, but he doesn't he hasn't put it on Oreos yet. It's gonna so fucking good. blow his mind. Yeah. And it totally changes the texture of it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that good. sounds like a game changer. Because I had the peanut butter, like the peanut butter chocolate Oreos that they have now. That, Wait, what? Yeah, those exist. Don't get too excited. They're oh. they're just oh, okay. They're very disappointing compared yeah. to what you've just yeah, described. No, no. Like like Adam's crunchy peanut butter, like the all natural shit. Mm. Oh, mm. Okay. it really adds another. That level. makes it more controversial, I think. Like crunchy peanut butter. Like the the all natural stuff. Yeah, I feel like. It, that's not sweet enough. No, but see, that's the thing is then it gives you that little balance. Like it's a uh, little sharp. Oh, of course, because the cookie's okay. goddamn sweet. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. okay. if you put like that smooth process, like craft peanut butter, no. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. I'm talking okay. about like peanut butter that tastes like peanuts. It's got mm-hmm. a little like texture to it. It's like uh, something, something in your mouth. Yeah. 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 yeah that's yeah, yeah. what I mean. Yeah. 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 Do yeah. you spread it on the outside or do you open the cookie? apply a layer of peanut butter, put the cookie back on top. I have done that, but like usually if I'm dipping the Oreo, oh, this is the other thing though, it makes it so easy to eat the whole pack. So I'm like going at oh. it and I'm just like dipping them and like straight in my mouth. Yeah. Out of the pack, in the peanut butter jar, in my mouth. Oh yeah, because that's usually 20 like... 20 Oreos down. <laughs> easy. <laughs> the natural stuff is like wetter than yeah. the process, so you can exactly. dip so it. You can that dip makes it. sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, There all we right. go. My, my weird combo thing is also <laughs> peanut butter based. Um, oh, wow. I... Have not done this in a while because I just haven't been making burgers at home that often. <gasps> you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Peanut butter on a burger so good. is fantastic. So good. I know, Kate, you just put like ketchup this. and nothing else on your burger. Right? I do not what? put ketchup. I do not eat ketchup. Ketchup is too uh, sweet. I put Doritos <laughs> in my plain burgers. <gasps> oh, yes. That, that sounds great. Or honestly. onion rings in my beyond, plain oh, beyond burger. chips on burgers or hot dogs, a great weird combo. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's, just, it's the just crunch. A barbecue classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, peanut butter on a burger. Mm-hmm. Um, what I realized though is that it's not it's not about the burger specifically. It's that I like peanut butter and cheese together. Oh. So like I, it started with me putting peanut butter on a burger because I had heard that there was a restaurant that did it when I was like eight or nine, and then I was like, <laughs> I should try that, and I did it frequently afterward because it was great. And then so eventually, I was like, oh, I kind of really want a burger, but I don't have any meat. So I just made myself a sandwich. <laughs> a cheese sandwich? It was like cheese, peanut butter, mustard, and ketchup. And I was like, this is like a burger with no bun and no patty. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I feel like you could get better results with like a grilled cheese and yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. That's oh, probably shit. really nice. Have you nice. not thought of that? I didn't know. <laughs> okay, I'm also like a cook, so okay. yeah. Oh. I got ideas for you. Oh my God. Yeah, so that's that's my thing is peanut butter and cheese okay okay but like mostly on burger like it is that so is like, like would the... you like dip a, a cube of cheese <laughs> or would it need to be soft you know what i'm saying oh like, uh, is that a melted cheese and yeah because I, I feel like right. that is kind of needed for your situation it could be either honestly like a baby bell 
Not a baby you bell. You ever dunk a baby bell in peanut butter? I mean, let's You not... know what? I'm going to try that now. I'm going to get back to you guys about that. <laughs> what you do is you take the Oreo, you take the cookies off, get rid of the filling. You don't Put need that. Put the cheese Put the baby the... bell. <laughs> Delicious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or with the baby bell, you use the skin to scoop the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And then you... <laughs> I'm not saying you eat the wax. I'm saying it's your container. And then you... <laughs> Oh, God. We had no, a horseradish you. cheese the other day. What? This was a cheese infused with horseradish. Uh-huh. No, thank you. It was weird and good. It was like, because <laughs> horseradish like burns, right? But it burns because it's spicy. But like dairy kind of cuts that a little bit. Yeah. So like you get all the flavor of the horseradish, but it doesn't like clear out your nostrils and make you cry. But isn't that the whole point of horseradish? I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was nice. It's a good cheese. Okay, is that what okay. they snap under athletes' noses when they've passed out? <laughs> With a little brick of cheese. Horseradish, you dick. Oh. Not fucking <laughs> cheese. Uh. Get out the Gouda. <laughs> so I uh, thought the this week's question was last week's question, uh, which uh, I have answered many, many times. So I was like, I don't need to fucking prep for this. Uh, and now I'm thinking that I would probably think, like, I, I don't do fucking weird sh- shit, but then I, I totally do. Uh, I guess I just said the burger thing. I have more if you need. Yes, to. do it, do it. Oh my god, yes. Okay, Plow down that list. So, like another food-related one is um, pepper sauce, not hot sauce. Pepper sauce, like my family's Trinidadian Canadian, so a good Trinidadian pepper sauce goes on everything, and I mean everything. Kate, like you know the Beyonce song where she's all like, "I got hot sauce in my bag." Swag. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. but with my pepper sauce. Like I carry it with me to restaurants when I know the food's not going to be spicy oh. enough. Oh. So pepper sauce on anything, which isn't weird if you're Trinidadian, but is a little weird if you're not. (laughs) Um, And then I also thought of some fashion ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my, like, (laughs) go-to look since I've moved to the city, I was like, I want to channel that, like, tomboy streetwear look. Uh So I have this, you you two can see it, but nobody else can, this, like, denim bomber jacket. Yes. With, like, these, like, dope white sleeves, and it's, like, obviously two sizes too big for me, Mm -hmm. but it's a look. And I wear it usually with these, like, bright yellow, like, jogging pants that have, like, the, like, big black stripe up the side. Oh, wow. And then, so you're like, okay, like, fitness meets streetwear, and then I usually wear, like, a lace bralette. (gasps) And, like, do my makeup. Oh, Big hoops. And that's the look. And I'm like, it's weird, but it, like, totally works. It's like a 90s music video. Yes. Anything that would be in a 90s music video, you will catch me wearing on the streets of Montreal. Amazing. That's a good look. I love that. That sounds gorgeous. And then sometimes if I'm feeling really extra, I'll add a pair of like high-waisted fishnet tights so you can only (gasps) see like the three inches of fishnet above the waistline. Nice. You know, just to be real extra. It's the little detail work, you know? It is. It's like crown molding in a house. It's like the little like hearts I put next to like my winged eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you have that? Not not now. I was working in a restaurant this morning, so no. But yeah, if I'm going out, I'll do like the wing and then I'll do like a little heart. And I'm like, ah. That was such a weird moment, Tom. (laughs) Well, no, because do you have that? (laughs) Squinty, tilting to try and see her face beyond the mic. To be fair, we're really top lit in here. So like people's people's foreheads sort of cast shadows over their eyes. And I like Except for where you're sitting. But us. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in you're in like the the bright spot. The God spot. Yeah. Anyways, did that buy you enough time, Kate? Well, it, it actually <laughs> is, it, it inspired me to remember that I'm I'm playing around with glam cash at the Ooh, moment. Yes, glam cash because I'm discovering like makeup with, with also casual clothing, mm. and it's just so fucking fun to feel it, it comfortable. You're comfy, but then you're also like, mm, I could steal your man right now. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I'm walking different. I'm like, it's just like obviously there's nothing on my face right now, and I feel. Less than. No, I'm kidding. Oh, you look no, great. Thank Don't you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's just, and it's because I've always, I, I used to uh, not understand women who would say, or anybody who would say, uh, I wear makeup for myself. And mm. it was like, yeah, you are. Uh, sure. Sure. It's totally about the other person. 
And now I'm like, whoa, it is about you. Like as soon as you start having fun with it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And our, our friend Caddy from the mm-hmm. improv theater, uh, she put me onto this uh, account where it's an author, mm-hmm. and she regularly posts photos of her like gorgeous eye makeup on. She's like, I'm gonna stay home all day and write, <laughs> you know. Yep. And it's like it's sometimes just, it's just a little pick me up that you need. You exactly. Need to, like, do your face, look in the mirror, be like, ooh. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then you get back at it. You're yes. Like, okay. I'm motivated now. Yesterday yeah. or you should the... try it sometimes. It's, it's funny. I so I I don't like wearing makeup only because I worry about what will happen to my skin. Like I'm just oh. so paranoid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when I was in theater school, I would you know right. have to put on makeup for stage stuff. And sometimes it was just like it would look really good afterward, and I'd like wear it home and yeah. feel great. Yeah. And I totally get it. Like there is like a like it can just kind of spruce up your day, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like I don't see people most days <laughs> because I don't have to leave the house that much for work, and I live with a baby, and yeah. You know, so I don't like wash my hair that often, mm-hmm. and like I was just complaining before we started recording that I need a haircut for exactly that reason. But like days when I do wash my hair, and then I'm just like at home feeling like I look good. I'm like, all right, this is nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, absolutely. And it's, it's a self care thing, right? Like, yeah. Definitely. Making yourself feel good by doing something for yourself that's just an aesthetic thing yeah. is so nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I, I feel yeah. like especially when aesthetics have been like so co-opted by capitalism and oh, consumerism, yeah. you yeah. like, no, no, honey, this is for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like so refreshing, yeah. yeah. I, I, I pushed myself and I bought a blue lipstick a couple Ooh. weeks ago Ooh. and a couple days ago I wore it nice. and it was like with the most casual outfit. My hair was greasy so I just put it back in a bun and I was like, I'm wearing this blue lipstick. Fuck y'all. I was meeting a really good friend who I knew would be like my support person if I needed it and I definitely walked the streets feeling like, are you looking at my lips? Are you looking at my lips? I know, it's blue, it's weird. I know, it's nice. so that my first experience was definitely less power and more like <gasps> but I still did it and it felt yes. good and, and it, it, it just... takes a little while to get comfortable exactly in it. Yeah. yeah 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 and be like I genuinely don't care what you think because at the beginning you're like a curl a little bit what you thought yeah mm-hmm. yeah but don't worry you'll get there you'll be like it ain't nothing oh I'm excited I have faith in you <laughs> thank you I'm excited to see this journey <laughs> <laughs> amazing what's else what's else what's else on the list <laughs> oh boy um so I also thought of like um just like weird like habits uh-huh, or like uh-huh. pairs I have. So when I was in middle school and high school, um, to go to sleep at night, I would listen to music. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, like what? Like some lo-fi hip hop, some like meditation music. No, um, I used to listen to heavy metal and Norwegian death metal to go to sleep. What? I yeah. Knew, I had a roommate like that. Former former host of the show, Tim Blay, was hmm. the same way. He would yeah. listen to like intense metal music to fall My asleep at night. My mom thought it was the weirdest thing. Was it an emotional connection? Like, was I mean, it a, a safe I was space? I was very angsty in those times, uh-huh. so potentially. But I think part of it was also like my desire to be strange. I was like, I like death metal. I'm gonna listen to it to go to bed, and then I just did. Oh right, yeah. And, and then it became be like, a habit. Yeah, and then it was like genuinely soothing at one point. I don't do it anymore because it's like a, a little intense. Now I listen to um soca music to go to sleep. Okay, which like sometimes backfires. Sometimes I'm up dancing in my bedroom till two in the morning. But you know, it's a that tires me out, and then I sleep. So it's, it's may I ask what soca music is? Oh yeah, so soca music is um. A Caribbean style of music. Soca is particular to Trinidad, and it is our turn up music. It is our dance music. It is booty shaking, twerking, dropping Amazing. on the floor music. And I listen to it to go to bed, <laughs> and also to turn up. I yeah, listen to it yeah. all the time. It's playing at my house like five days out of the week. It's playing uh-huh. there right now. You're not there anymore. You just left yeah, it on. Just your just, plants are just having a ball. Honestly, Dan- people are like, it. how do your house plants grow so good? I'm like, they listen to reggae, they listen to calypso, and they listen to soca music. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's, a that's a thing, though, right? Like, there is, like, a science behind, like, music being good for plants. Yeah. That's, like, well-documented, isn't it? I, I think so. I feel like it's probably a loose, loose science. Well, I know, because there's also, like, science. talking to your plants. Well, it's, yeah, I think it's more, okay, I don't know how, like, abstract or metaphysical you guys like to get, but I think Let's it's more it. that, like, <laughs> plants... And like any living thing responds to like the energies yeah. mm-hmm. in the room. And it's like the music you play, the way you speak influences that and yeah, changes yeah. Like the charge in the room. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah, are, sure. like in my opinion, Calypso, Reggae, Soka are all very like sunshiny music. <laughs> yeah, and they make yeah. me feel sunshiny. So then my whole apartment just is like, Wah! and the plants are like, 
I should be in a jungle. I love this. Why? <laughs> my apartment's a jungle, and I'm like, mm-hmm. amazing. And that's how I live my life. It's, that's why all my plants die, because <laughs> I live in darkness. <laughs> Quiet Ooh, darkness. No, that's not true. I just listen to depressing music. You can, you can get like music. darkness liking plants. You that's can get true. like cave plants. Nah, it's more yeah. for my cats. My cats destroy any plants I have. Yeah, my roommate mm-hmm. has cats and I'm like, my bedroom door doesn't totally lock. Uh-oh. And I'm like, mm, don't <laughs> eat these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far they just stare at them a lot. So like. Oh, they're planning. They're yeah, planning. They're plotting. Oh my God. Yeah. Most likely, but we'll see. Thinking like fashion wise, I um. <laughs> I, for a long time, didn't bother with clothes too much. Not not in the, like... <laughs> At all? Like, I was just naked constantly. No, like, I just, um, I think, like, I was really insecure about my, like, physical appearance for a long time and convinced myself that the only clothes I should really wear are things that just sort of, like, hide it as much as possible. Mm. So I would just wear, like, baggy pants and, like, baggy shirts and everything was, you know, dark colors. And I was just like, let's just blend in as much as possible. Um, But I've really been enjoying wearing, like, brighter patterns and stuff recently. Yeah, I really Um, like what you're wearing today. Isn't it great? Botanicals. They're, like, cactuses cactuses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but like, the thing that I've been realizing is um, I... I really have started to like the look of like wearing like a sort of short sleeved button up and a baseball cap and just being kind of dad energy. Oh, yes. awesome. And like I, I struggled with that because like I don't identify super strongly as male. Like I use he him pronouns because like it's easy. But like mm. I don't really like ever since I was a kid, I've always just been kind of like meh about like my like gender um what do you think is gender yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah and and like it's never been enough like i don't have like dysphoria or anything so i've never like cared about what people say about mm-hmm. me in that sense right but like i also haven't had a strong association with like masculine things but the past little while i've been realizing that i because of that was kind of rejecting a lot of stuff right. that's okay. traditionally masculine. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, I like baseball and I like having mm. a beard and I like eating too much barbecue yes. and it's okay to like those things. Yeah. And so my like weird combination that I'm embracing right now is like being kind of soft non-binary, but also like being dad as fuck. Yes. Can I just say like dad energy <laughs> is honestly so non-binary. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. leaning heavy into the like button up and baseball right. caps and like a bunch of my friends back in Victoria were all non-binary or trans and they lived in this house called the house of dads and they just all, like and yeah like everybody wore That's like the amazing. baseball caps yeah, and like yeah. the freaking sweaters and like there was always a home improvement project going there was barbecues and the, like you would just go over and you'd be like there's like 10 dads in this house and I feel so cared for dad is a genderless concept yes. in my non-binary opinion yeah it, that might be biased because I'm non-binary but um that is generous. no that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah <laughs> i get that yeah that's it and touching on the comfort level of it and the, mm-hmm. the, the feeling taken care of and things yeah. are in control and like yeah dad i support mm. your dad energy yes 100 percent. yeah it's funny because like i i laugh about it but like it it really like it was a hard kind of mental thing to process for yeah. me because like i was sort of like wait what does this mean about who i am as a person it's like oh it just means like you are a dad <laughs> like, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had similar uh, on my gender journey, um, settling on I'm a bit of both. It's like the the clothing makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. And I was always a major tomboy, grew up with two Mm -hmm. older brothers and all that kind of stuff, and always felt much more comfortable in in men's clothes, Um, but still wanting to look feminine sometimes, but then feeling like I was lying somehow or cheating or. Yeah, it's such it's a like, weird thing. I can't like you can't be one or the other. My brain kept telling me like you 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 have no you have to be one or the other. Not not you yeah. can be a mix of of both. It's yeah, and I feel like part of that's reinforced by like social reaction, like mm-hmm. especially if it was happening in school. Because I know like I, yeah, I was super tomboy, and then I came to school in makeup one day, and people were like, "Who are you? Oh my god, you're wearing a scary with." And I was like, "Okay, femininity is not okay." Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's like yeah, as soon as you kind of live in a world where it's okay for you to experiment and right. incorporate elements of both you're just like ah, i 
can be myself. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and that's such an important part of it, like how mm-hmm. the how people immediately react to that change. Mm-hmm. Like uh, with the makeup thing, I bought the blue, I bought the dark burgundy as well, which oh, was like nice. a mm. And uh, <laughs> at, the, at the theater, a couple guys have, have complimented me in such a beautiful way of just saying like, oh, is that new? That really suits you. Instead mm. of being like, what are you wearing? That's weird. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like which is something that happens. Like, tone and like the openness the other person has when they respond to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I share a bummer story? Always. There was a, a hyperactive kid in the metro <laughs> yesterday, mm. uh, the other day, and the adult that was with the kid just did not know how to react to that and how to how to control that and mm. like nothing they said to the kid made any difference like and then it ended up just being yanking the kid back to the chair mm-hmm. which he would then pop right back up because right. it's like full of full of energy um and at one point he tried to like he faked exiting the train at the stop that they weren't gonna and the the, the parent like or the, the adult kind of freaked out a bit and like grabbed him and then and then said um that's not normal nothing about you is normal whoa and I was just so, I, I was just so upset. And, and the kid, like, it was such an, a high energy mode that it, you didn't see them, like, shrivel or anything. But it's like mm-hmm. telling a child that nothing about them is normal. Yeah. In a, in a, in a context of frustration <gasps> and, and, and just, like, at a limit. I was like, oh, man, I want to take you away from this person. Yeah, no kidding. That's fucked up. As an educator, I'm so uncomfortable. Right oh, now. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's- yeah. Yeah. I see that all the time too, and I'm like, oh. yeah. Nothing makes me more uncomfortable than seeing strangers discipline their children in public. Uh, like I'm, I'm just so like, no. Like even if I think the kid is like screwing around, I'm always just kind of like, don't, don't do it. Don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just don't. It's, I, it's I, I do sometimes feel like I, I fall into the trap of like, you should do this, mm. but sometimes it's just like plain obvious that it's yeah. unhealthy and yeah. unhelpful for the kid. Well, it's like I'm I, I'm a firm believer in the idea that you should never give someone unsolicited parenting advice. Oh, yeah. Never, ever. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> but like definitely sometimes I see people parenting their kids in public and I'm like, ooh, you're doing it wrong. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have to bite my tongue, look away and just. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, like I don't have to like our kids are are fine most of the time in public. The worst that happens is meltdowns. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, yeah, whatever. But like. I can't imagine the stress of not the the stress of your kid doing something that is unsafe, right? Because mm-hmm. it it sounds like this kid was doing stuff that's unsafe a little bit, yeah. But also, I can't imagine like that happening, and then the parent having that reaction is like, uh. well, it seemed like it seemed like such a cumulative thing because mm-hmm. if this kid is like this a lot then it's like and you have nothing other than physical recourse to right. stop yeah. them from doing the thing then of course that's going to build up so much emotional tension in the in the parent yeah. like i mean that must be really really hard and i completely understand the mm. breaking and saying something like that right. in the context in the moment but yeah, yeah well, i do because so many parents don't have the support that they that they need for kids who need more help yeah, yeah. that's that's just something i definitely saw a lot as like an early childhood educator it was just mm. like parents don't have the resources yeah. or the training yeah. and so then for me when I'm in public and I see those situations as like an educator yeah. I'm always tempted to be like oh let me interact with the kid and just like redirect them but then I'm like I'm in public I'm not in the context of being an educator or preschool teacher right, right yeah. now like how weird is it and like sometimes I get away with it and I think it's because I'm femme bodied and then I think like oh if I was a dude doing oh, this yeah, like, yeah. it would be so different sure. uh-huh. yeah. but it's just like yeah uh, parenting yeah, it's rough definitely I find a thing that helps, this is something Taffer taught me, is like, if you feel like you're, if you feel like it's building up, right? Because sometimes Toby is crying and I'm like, I have to, I have to deal with you for another eight hours solo and like, you're a mess, you know? Like, mm-hmm. th- there's times like that and, and that's, you know, just going to happen. Um, <clears throat> the thing that's really helpful is like, remembering that it's okay to take a minute to just like, let them mm-hmm. be yeah. a mess. Yeah. Center yourself, like get yourself back to a place where you're not going to lose your shit and then go deal with it. And totally. sometimes I just have to be like, all right, you're pissing me off. I'm going to leave the room for a minute and keep an eye on you from the dining room. And like, <laughs> just like, I can't. And then, you know, you don't yell at the kid yeah, because you've taken a minute to cool off. And then usually he just needs a hug. It's like, okay, I couldn't see that when I was getting pissed right. off. Yeah. 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 Do you still uh, work in, in that here or? Um, not currently. Um, 
Well, you just got here, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm <laughs> looking at like jobs and stuff here. I think I want to do more community um, building work and mm-hmm. more like social justice oriented work. So I think I'm trending more towards working with an older demographic, right. like mm-hmm. sure. teenagers and young adults. But yeah, I definitely like I'm still interested in that age group yeah. and I really enjoy working with kids, but it's just, I like a variety. I like to switch it up. I've yeah. in the last like, 10 years as a camp leader worked with kids from age two to 19. So like I have a good range of experience. So yeah. It's yeah. Just depending on what projects I want to take on at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can use all everything that you've learned and you can always go back and whatever. Exactly. Like, so it's great. Awesome. <laughs> so I, I got to Villa Maria, mm-hmm. exited the Metro, mm-hmm. began to walk. Mm-hmm. What do I see? Like five I hesitate to call them rats because they didn't totally look like rats. It was like a mix between rats and, oh, you're not a rodent person. They were so cute. And they were grabbing seed. And then anytime there was like any loud noise, they were like whoosh, back into the bushes. And then they would come back for the seed. And are you not a were rodent person? Were they mice? Person? Well, because they were, they were about this, like, uh, I don't know, 10, 10 to 15 like centimeters. Inches. That's way bigger mm. than a mouse. M- mice are much smaller. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have that rat, like, tail or face. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with, like, Quebecois wildlife yet, or I would. You'd, you'd be like, if we were oh. in BC, I would know what animal that was. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> it was just so exciting. That is exciting. I was like, well, which shows how much I live in the city. <laughs> oh, rodents in a group! How exciting! Rats near a train I don't know. Station. I think there's something. <laughs> Fine, thanks for like bringing my story away from the fantasy you know what? in my mind. I appreciate it. Thank I appreciate you. your enjoyment of seeing the natural world functioning in tandem alongside the city. Damn, yes, thank yeah. you. I did see a video of a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video of a rat on the New York subway on Twitter this Pizza week. Pizza rat or a different one? This was a different one. It was know. like rappelling down one of the like <laughs> one of the poles that you hold on to. Oh, really? Yeah, and I thought that was kind of magical. But Amazing. I didn't have to see it in person. That's true. <laughs> Honestly, seeing the ways that like city wildlife evolve is very Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. First time I saw a fox in the city, and I was like, wait, what? And now I know that they're just around. And I'm like, what? Like in this city? Yeah. There are foxes? Oh, they're, yeah. they're not like oh, everywhere, so but excited. there's foxes. I am going to find them. <laughs> fox treasure Night hunt. quest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's the new job you're trying to find. <laughs> Whatever gets you closest to foxes. Naturalists? Do you have those in this city? Are there nature centers they bring groups of children to oh totally i would kick butt at that amazing (laughs) amazing biodome it'll be open again soon Mm. yeah Mm. yeah big renovation Mm. big renovation well kendallin we hope that answers your question (laughs) oh yeah that sort of way (laughs) i mean we directly answered oh yeah yeah. yeah, totally totally yeah yeah. Yeah. and then we got a really good uh good extra thing out of it which is always nice uh i want to introduce you guys to a new segment I don't have a sound effect queued up for that. Oh well. Um, um we were just your yeah, sound effect. Yeah. How dare you just dismiss <laughs> our efforts, our beautiful voice acting. For people who listen a bunch, you know that after doing our Patreon question, we always either jump into the turtle's butt or, you know, <laughs> share something crazy we found on the internet this week, or one of us will share like a personal real life story. Uh, I want to introduce a new segment called Am I the Asshole? Uh, wonderful some of you might be familiar with reddit what i was Uh, like yeah i've heard this before Reddit. it's a website Um, that one of the subreddits that uh that i've been finding really fun recently is a subreddit called am i the asshole uh and basically people will post a scenario like a situation that they're in and get other people to you know let them know like you know are you the asshole in this situation or are you right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought it would be interesting for us to read one of these and give our take on it. Cool. Uh, oh boy. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, and oh, if... I thought you were going to present your own situation, but we're getting one off Reddit. I'm never an asshole. Oh, <laughs> That's mm, entirely untrue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it would be interesting for us to give our take on this. Okay. If, okay. If you guys listening here, uh, if you're listening and you like find one of these that you think would be interesting to hear us talk about, Tweet it to us, I guess, or send an email. <laughs> you know how to send reach it us. by carrier pigeon. Yes, <laughs> like Mike Tyson mysteries. That's how I operate. Oh, print it out and mail it to our PO box. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so this one is: Am I the asshole for believing in science? Here's the deal: My wife of five years and I have been arguing a lot lately because she thinks I'm an arrogant, pessimistic elitist. 
Holy shit. (laughs) Over the last 18 months, I've been really interested in critical thinking, skepticism, and science. I travel a lot for work, and so I have been listening to a lot of The Great Courses lecture series on the above-mentioned subjects. As a result of listening to these lectures, I've developed what I think is a pretty healthy skepticism of the world and a desire to know the truth about any claim that someone makes to me. My wife, on the other hand, (laughs) is quite spiritual and has beliefs which lie outside of the realm of science. Lately, though, when we discuss things, I've been asking her to support her claims with evidence, or I've been arguing the point with her because I've learnt things that don't support her claims. I'll admit that I've been dismissive and arrogant in a few of my rebuttals, but I apologize for that and said I'll try to avoid it in the future. Now she's saying that my inability to understand her beliefs is a problem. Am I the asshole for not believing in things that science has either disproven or are non-falsifiable? Am I the asshole for not believing in spirituality when most people on Earth do? Whoa. Okay, so, so that's definitely layers. yeah, <laughs> definitely complex. A lot of intersections there. Um, <laughs> as someone who's kind of been on both sides of that, mm. I'll give my hot take for a minute. Um, if I'm rambling, just cut me off because that does tend to happen. Um, I think a lot of that depends on context we maybe don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, as someone who's been on kind of both sides of that discussion, is if you are the more um, critical thinker, the one using science you do need to be aware of where your conversation partner is in their journey towards their own ability to self-analyze and use critical thinking and Mm -hmm. have a certain softness and a certain patience and gentleness with them because, ooh, personal experience here. Um, My first serious relationship was with someone who was very like scientifically minded. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in the mathematics and physics program his dad was an engineer with a physics degree his sister had a mathematics and a physics degree we would go for family dinner and his dad would be like before i serve you dinner you have to solve this calculus equation oh man and i <laughs> was raised christian so i was like a spiritual person i'm an artistic person i'm an emotional person so it's like the way we processed things was very different mm-hmm. and there was a frequently times in our relationship where yeah we would try to have a conversation and he would ask me these questions as a way of getting me to think deeper about it. But I didn't recognize that Mm -hmm. it felt more of like a personal challenge and a personal attack because Mm -hmm. of the way he was phrasing the questions or he didn't give me context beforehand of like, Oh, I want to have this conversation with you because it would just be like, I would bring something up or I would mention something. And every time I would say something with conviction, he would challenge it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe the frequency with which this man is challenging his wife or the lack of context he's giving her when he does it that can accumulatively definitely feel like a personal attack and feel Mm -hmm. like um, a bit of a degradation of intelligence. Mm -hmm. Mm Because that's definitely how I felt in my situation. So I don't think that he's necessarily the asshole, but... There needs to be like a little give and take. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I know a lot of the time like the critical thinker is like, no, obviously what I'm saying is logical. But understanding that like the person you're talking to hasn't learned those critical thinking skills yet. Mm-hmm. It's not logical to them. It doesn't make sense. They don't see it the way you see it. So right. you need to be like, if we're going to have this conversation, let me first help you develop some of those skills. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hot take. I find this interesting because like... I think I've also kind of been on both sides of, of this because I I grew up Christian as well. And like <laughs> until maybe two years ago, that was so much of how I framed everything in the world. And now I'm pretty atheist. Like I don't. Yeah. I guess I'm I guess I'm agnostic. I'm not. I, I think I'm just not invested anymore in whether or not there is a God. Hmm. And if there is one, I don't really feel like worshiping them. Um, but like I don't think anyone is stupid for believing in that either right Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm sort of like yeah do whatever just don't be an asshole and i think that this guy is kind of being an asshole (laughs) like like as someone who now is skeptical personally Mm -hmm. i still wouldn't frame things in this way right like you you can't you can't force people to think critically about things that they feel strongly about you Mm -hmm. can't do that and if this guy like has been they've been married for five years right yeah early on he must have known that she was a person of faith unless this is a recent change for her but he doesn't mention that right like it it sounds like it's him who's been changing Mm -hmm. right yeah and so he has to know that this matters to her like on a heart level Mm -hmm. and he needs to understand that like you can't force someone to take things from their heart to their brain 
Yeah, that's a good point. And like, it's fine to occasionally, it's like you said, right? It's it's fine to, to say like, I want to have a conversation about like this because it like, you know, I think it's important that we figure this out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you're not thinking critically about it, but you can't like just keep like, yeah. like it, that's yeah. exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like he's really badgering her with it. And it's like, just get over yeah. yourself, dude. Like, I think definitely yeah. like there's, there's a, you can sense an excitement in how he writes about his new journey that mm-hmm. he's, he's like fired up and I can, I can, I get that. Like I've always had the same mentality about uh, faith mostly. And, mm-hmm. and, and I've developed an understanding of those with faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like, like what that Juniper said, like the level of, how you communicate these things Mm. like in any relationship any topic any disagreement it's how you communicate that's gonna make it work or not work um and the fact that he's so fired up by this Mm -hmm. revelation it's a big fucking deal when you start to realize wait a minute i've just been blindly following these things but i can actually have power over this and control and and research and find facts and 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 know that my thought is supported by a fact that's on a piece of paper that was researched by somebody um so i can i can definitely sense that that that's part of his uh, lack of awareness of her feelings in the situation because yeah. it's so important mm-hmm. and then like even the way he phrases it at the end like am i am i an asshole for not believing in like what does he say like things that can't be yeah right that yeah science yeah has disproven or are non-falsifiable and it's like Science hasn't discovered everything yet. Like, I don't know. I'm definitely still a spiritual person. I believe in metaphysics. And I also think, like, spiritual beliefs are often tied to cultural beliefs. And, like, Mm -hmm. science definitely, in my opinion, like, has an agenda and has a focus Mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily encompassing of all all of that. So his belief that, oh, because I'm scientifically minded, because I've developed critical thinking skills, I now know and I can differentiate. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's very arrogant. And I think the arrogance is what makes you an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and it sounds like he wants her to be open to his new thoughts, but he's not open yes. to her thoughts about it. And it's kind of that yeah. if you want to have this exchange, it needs to be an equal exchange. You don't have to come to an agreement, but you have to both be willing to share and receive. And it mm. sounds like he's not. So I'm going to go with he's kind of being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think so. Too, I think he could running. go about it not being an asshole. Yeah. But I think right. his like enthusiasm is like getting the better of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. getting a little arrogant. Yeah, because that the 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 idea that believing in science equals having all the answers is just so not it does not gel with what that's science not, I was is. Gonna say, that's not scientifically that's supported. Not, no, exactly. <laughs> you don't actually know that much about science if you think that. No, no, exactly. Like any <laughs> any anytime someone tells me like if it's not proven it doesn't exist then it's like, well, you're Missing negating so many things. Like that the point you just, of science is the curious nature. Yeah, and, like, and adapting to, oh, look at this fish I've never seen before. <laughs> I have to now add that to my repertoire of knowledge. Right. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. especially now, like nowadays, now that more like spiritual and metaphysical practices, there are scientific proofs being discovered surrounding it like mm-hmm. smudging for example and things like that so it's like you can't entirely discredit faith systems yeah. on the basis of oh but i know science i'm sorry can, do we have time to explore smudging and what smudging is definitely i i have a final thought on on this, on this yes. okay yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. quickly but i do want to hold on to the smudging thing because i also want to know what that is <laughs> my oh. my final thought on this is the only way that i would think this guy is justified is if all of the faith-based things that she is stating are things like the earth is flat and yeah Abortions oh, right. should be illegal. Yeah, if if yeah. those are her points, then you are not the asshole. But yeah. if it's just there is a God that I worship and like love, and he's having trouble with that, then he's the asshole. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's important to put that out there that like not all. No. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. So what is smudging? What is smudging? Okay. Um, I'm just gonna preface this with smudging is an indigenous practice, and I am not indigenous. Um. So I'm. I will talk about it a little bit just because you guys don't seem to know at all what it is yeah. but i am by no means an expert and cool. i if you guys want to know more about this i would um, recommend having an indigenous guest right. so smudging um is an indigenous practice that's used to goodness gracious i really don't want to say this wrong um kind of like cleanse a room or an area and kind of change the energies in it mm-hmm. so typically um at least on the west coast where i'm where I've been living in Lekwungen territory, they use like sage bundles mm-hmm. and they light it and it's it burns similar to incense and you like will walk around the room and like around a person and it's to like realign the energies and get rid of like 
unwanted spirits or negative spirits. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I've, I found a few articles and I was reading about how the act of smudging and like lighting the sage and burning it and incense as well does actually realign like the electrons and the neutrons and stuff in a room and right, in like yeah. the air. And it does have like a scientific physical change on the environment and the atmosphere. Yeah, so yeah, it is yeah. like, cool. and there's lots of things like that. Like if you read the old Testament and like the Lord is like, Oh, wash with hyssop and like this other thing. And then people are like, Oh yeah, that's antibacterial. <laughs> so it's yeah, like yeah. These religious beliefs that people have and these like metaphysical and spiritual practices mm-hmm. have a basis in the physical world as yeah, well. Sure. But it's just like, they had this knowledge through practice mm-hmm. and through um, exploration that was never articulated in a scientific right. model. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But is now kind of people are revisiting it from a scientific mind point or mindset mm-hmm. and being like, oh, we should have given this more validity. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not stopping at the 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 like structure of of spirituality around it and being like, yeah. what right. what actually is happening in this situation? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. I, I realize I've totally heard of that and just didn't know it was called smudging. As soon as you started explaining it, I was like, I've seen this. Yeah, and it's probably yeah. called different things in different mm-hmm. regions, but yeah, where I'm from, yeah. smudging is what it's referred to as. Yeah. So, Yeah, I cool. definitely, I think a lot about like, there is definitely something to, uh, on, a, on a much broader scale, fire and smoke, right? Mm-hmm. That like, that kind of invokes for me is like, there is like a cleansing thing to fire, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's burning stuff up. Yeah, there's like there's a chemical like a, reaction yeah, happening yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as whatever's happening spiritually. And the yeah. fact that people so frequently want to di- like divorce the physical from the spiritual, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think is so wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. There, there is an interplay. There is definitely mm-hmm. like they influence each other and they interact. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. like like thinking about it in contexts of like things that I do now I will like light candles if I'm not feeling great. Uh, partly because like the smell of the smoke is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a scented candle, there's something like kind of yeah. like soothing about that, right? And and like on a <laughs> coming back to my new brand where I'm a dad, like, <laughs> like, you you literally infuse barbecue with smoke, right? Like yeah. that is like it's so much about just like burning and like letting the smoke do things to the meat yeah. to make it good (laughs) and like there there is something really like powerful about that when you think about it right like I'm very willing to believe that there are you know spiritual things that happen when stuff burns Mm because something is being created and destroyed at the same time and yeah 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 there's a lot of release tied into that yeah. and like yeah. change and movement of energy and yeah what i'm Anyways. saying is the barbecue is spiritual for oh <laughs> barbecue is 100 spiritual have you Guy been to Fieri. the south i was in atlanta recently and they were like you ain't leaving without trying our barbecue it is a spiritual experience and i was like you are correct Lord. okay let me just cross myself real quick before i eat this wing anyways I heard that it takes roughly like eight to 10 weeks of regular exposure to a new food for even the pickiest children to like start to think like maybe I want that. Um, And it's apparently tied to something like biological or whatever uh, that's like an instinct to avoid getting poisoned. So like the reason kids are picky is because they're like, they don't understand they're like, Mom, you know, why are you trying to kill me? Is the yeah idea, but it's like a very subconscious. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah. Like, obviously, like no five year old is like, I can't eat the thing that my parents are eating because it's going to kill me. Yeah, but there's like a subconscious thing where they like they it's, reject it physically because mm-hmm. they like don't trust it. Yeah. Um, and so when I found that out, I was like, I'm going to take my baby to the local barbecue place once a week for the, <laughs> for the entire summer. Oh! Yes. This is just an excuse for you to eat a lot of barbecue, it isn't is. it? It is. But then, like, by the time <laughs> by the time that, like, you know, by the time he's, like, a year old and, like, eating solid foods regularly, he will probably be super down to try some barbecue because he'll always be exposed to it and the smells won't be weird and, you know. Smart, smart dad. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Start yeah. him young. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is this is next level dad energy. Yeah, 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 is, yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm really committed to my brand. <laughs> I mean, there, there's brand. a. Re- I'm sure there's a bunch of parents like just the Star Wars thing. It's like you don't know you like Star Wars yet, but you do. And then oh putting the goodness, yeah. like everything Star Wars around the child just so that it like infuses. Yeah. And my then uh, 
my pastor in Victoria was like that. And yeah, his kids are like seven and eight and are like, I am a Jedi. I yeah. love Star Wars. I'm like, how do you? Do you I, even know this I didn't even know that existed when I was seven. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the jet? What? You're, you're seven. How do you even conceptualize the Star Wars universe? <laughs> oh, I remember seeing a video on YouTube of a of a. She must have been like between five and eight or something watching the original Star Wars and the uh, I am your father moment, and she her face was just like she was devastated. She was I think I've seen this yeah. same video. Yeah. Oof. Emotions. It's a betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. His name is Darth Vader. That means Dark Father. Like, well, yeah. But... Is it really that much of a surprise? <laughs> but like, how many, how many like little North American kids know German? I mean, I didn't, and I was still like Vader, Father, Vader. Hmm. I don't know. I'm also linguistically inclined. So, oh, okay. Because I was like, I don't think, <laughs> don't I don't think that's my... a natural instinct for most people to hear a word and then be like, that means this. Yeah. I just sounded like it has a lot of the same syllable. Anyways, it was fine. <laughs> I've always been a little nerd and we're just not going to worry about it. Yeah, that's superhuman. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being a little nerd gives you the qualities where you prepare a whole list of responses yes. to the question for our show and make the content that I much really better. I so. make a good impression, okay? <laughs> oh, so this is a real behavior? Are you saying that you forced this behavior just to impress us? No. Not. <laughs> it's the I first page of your notebook, isn't it? <laughs> How do no, we, that's great. That's how great. Do we friends and influence podcasters. <laughs> oh, they've been manipulating us this whole time. I don't know why Mickey had to say that, but Gorsh. Mm. Are, we do, are we doing voice acting now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you like my goofy? <laughs> it was Gorsh. I mean, I knew it was goofy because of the word, not because of the voice. I'm gonna be honest here. Well, that's horse. and that brings us to the end of our show (laughs) thank you wow okay thank you so much for listening if you like this episode consider supporting us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month it'd be really nice of you we also have merch (laughs) you can click the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public, and you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can also share this episode with a friend who puts peanut butter in weird places. Uh, Maybe with someone who you don't always agree with, but you love them anyway. As a way of, if they get to the end, they'll be like, oh, you shared that with me because you love me. Cool, it's a little confession. Yeah, yeah. Adorable. (laughs) I support confessions. (laughs) Share this episode with your priest. Speaking of confessions... Do it. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Red Random. You on Twitter? No, I'm not. And I was not prepared for this plug. <laughs> Where can people follow High five you, to not being on Twitter. Um, I guess Instagram. Cool. Um, there's two accounts. There's G-rated account. At Vision is Beauty. It's kind of just my day-to-day life. Shows I'll be in. Um, and then there's my like... It's not X-rated, but it's like a body positivity account. Oh, nice. You may see Thanks. nipples. You may see my butt. I will talk about body dysphoria. Um, and that one is Jungle Gyal, but it's like G-Y-U-L. And it's very jungle vibes. Awesome. Sweet. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Is that where we go to see all your houseplants? Yeah. Yes, all my houseplants, my hammock that I had built. And, and your butt. And my butt. <laughs> it's a good booty. It's worth it. Oh. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I used to it usually have... has a thing. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I used to I used to have an air horn app on my phone, and then I got a new phone with a newer iOS mm. that doesn't support the air horn. Oh, that's, oh, that's tragic. So sad. Basically, my life is over. Yeah. Tom, there's always potential for new growth. Why does this sound like Steven Universe music? <laughs> to Steven Universe use royalty-free music from bensound.com. I didn't think so, but maybe. <laughs> maybe they do. It's entirely I'm possible. I'm sure Rebecca Sugar makes all the music for Steven Universe, but who knows? Who oh, knows? my goodness. Uh, anything to plug, bearing in mind, this comes out June 11th. All right. I'm going to plug June 12th. <laughs> just a, just, just a as date. a day. Watch out for it. It's coming. All right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got nothing. (laughs) Stop this music before I burst into tears! Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. 
You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And thanks to bensound.com for the royalty-free music. The show is produced and edited by Tom Zalanda for the Upper Network. You can find out about all our great shows at UpperNetwork.com. Juniper, thanks so much for Jay, joining us. Jay, thanks for joining <laughs> thanks us. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. You've been awesome. Oh, shut. <laughs> Gorsh. Gorsh, Gorsh. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> okay, that was, that was better. I tried that time. Bye bye. And I'm Sass. And we're the host of The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. It's a podcast where we're going to talk about, well, sports. Specifically, what we do look at is what makes an athlete be the best that they can be. So not only do we talk to some athletes, but we talk to the people behind the athletes, from trainers to sports psychologists, you name it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about other issues revolving sports as well, hot button issues like concussions, maybe doping. Give us a listen. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.